Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, so today, I want to talk about a couple things. Uh, in the first segment, I want to highlight a couple players, as I usually do. Uh, and then in the second segment, I want to talk about our new interim general manager that uh, you know the Rockies just appointed. And uh, I, I want to talk about what that means in the future and uh, uh, what it means for now, what it means for this season. So uh, I want to talk about that. But uh, first, I want to highlight Charlie Blackman. Um, Charlie Blackman has been disappointing this season. That's that's a given, right? You know, oh, he's hitting about 204. His OPS is below 700. Um, but you know, he hit a walk off uh, a couple days ago, right? And that was that was fantastic. Good to see him. Um, but I think I think he's back. Um, and no, I, it's not recency bias. He's not back just because he hit a home run, just because he hit a couple singles the next day. No. You know, I think he's been fine for most of the season. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy statement, right? Because of all the, uh, just the results that he hasn't put up, right? Well, you look at his batted ball profile, and yes, everything comes back to batted ball profile, right? You look at this. Uh, you look at his, his weighted on base average, 291. Not good. Um, that's not his batted ball profile, though. That's just his results. His, his actual batting average, 204. Not good. Then you look at his expected weighted on base average, 366. 366 was 40 points higher than last season's uh, expected weighted on base average mark, and uh, the same as two seasons ago in 2019 uh, when he put up a fantastic season. Um, and his expected batting average is 291. That's about 90 points higher than his actual batting average. Uh, and yes, again, these statistics are based off of where he hits the ball, how hard he hits the ball, um, his strikeout percentage, and his walk percentage. He's been he's been great at the plate. He just hasn't, you know, nothing's really fallen for him yet. But he's starting to. I think it's going to come around sooner than later. So I expect him to uh, to to improve. So again, the disparity is like his actual weighted on base average this season is two ninety one, whereas expected weighted on base average is uh, three sixty six. That is. That's like almost a, well, that's like a 75 point difference in actual results and uh, and the expected numbers that you expect based on his his batted ball profile. You look at like the percentile that he's in, and his expected weighted on base average is the 71st percentile. Strikeout percentage, 89th percentile. Walk percentage, seven, uh, 68th percentile. He's been great. I mean, well, I mean, he's been good. He's been very good at the plate. He hasn't, um, I, you know, I think you expect a guy at this, uh, this side of 34 to fall off, and really he, he hasn't fallen off in, in how he's performing at the plate. I think he's, he, he's definitely aging. You see that more in his fielding, but, man, he can hit. Uh, his hard hit percentage is up, uh, up as well in the 40, uh, 47.4%, which is in the 75th percentile in the league. So, quietly, he has one of the best batted ball profiles or, yeah, on the Rockies, well, I mean, you have him, McMahon, Trevor Story, C.J. Crone. All these guys have great batter ball profiles. And even though he hasn't gotten the results, Blackman is right there with him. And, yes, it is a small sample size. He's only he's only had uh, 78 batted ball events. Um, and that's that's small, but it's early in the season. But, I mean, this is right in line with the, what he's done the rest of his career. Like, 
the like last season the season before like it's it's all it's all very very linear with how he's performing so i mean this is this is good for him i i think he's you can expect blackman to start hitting uh very very well again moving forward so yeah uh blackman's back i'm gonna make that declaration right now uh next i wanted to take a victory lap and i've taken this victory lap before but cj crone i've talked about him um, on I talked about him on the DNVR podcast over a year and a half ago. I said, look, this guy is one of the best batted ball profiles in the league. He's seventh in, uh, he was seventh at that point in uh, barrels per plate appearance. He was um, among the top players in the league and expected weighted on base average. Um, so, I mean, you look at that and I'm like, man, man, they got it. They got to sign CJ Crone. And they did. I was excited about that. And I tweeted about that. Go check my tweet history. <laughs> um, and I'm going to take a victory lap because right now he's leading the Rockies in uh, in WRC+. Plus. He is the highest WRC+, plus on the Rockies. And he is a uh, 92nd percentile and expected weighted on base average. Um, and you know what? He's actually underperforming. Like, he's he's one of the best hitters on the team right now, and he's underperforming his expected weighted on base average. His actual weighted on base average is about 20 points below. So uh, if you look at, like, some statistical projection because expected weighted on base average is it's a little bit predictive it's there's there's other stats that are a little bit more predictive but that's a very predictive statistic um and he's done he's done well and i think he's not a very good defender which is why i think he fits better with an american league team so he can dh but man he's been a great signing and i'm taking taking my victory lap on him there um and so i don't want this segment to become uh, rag on Josh Fuentes every week, but man, I, you look at his batted ball profile again. Everything comes back to that, and it's it's pretty funny. Uh, his average exit velocity, first percentile. His expected slugging, first percentile. And uh, so something that was that was also fairly fairly hilarious to laugh at was um, you looked at his baseball savant page uh, before last week or last week, or any time before that, and he didn't even have a segment on here for his walk rate, because he, he he didn't walk this season, he hadn't walked this season at that point, so he did walk this week, so now he's in the first percentile for walk rate, which means he walks uh, ni- like in the first percentile, which means 99% of the league walks more than he does, hard hit percentage, third percentile, chase rate, second percentile, uh, something that's interesting to me that I didn't expect was him being in the fourth percentile and outs above average. Um, I'm not sure what to think about that because you compared that number because you know my impression of Josh Fuentes is he's always been a good defender and he has been. You know, you look at him and he makes very good plays, um, and that that's just my my eye test, right? And you know, you actually you compare that to defensive runs saved and. Uh, Fuentes is putting up three defensive runs saved at third base, and he puts up one at first base. He hasn't played too much first, but um, he's put up you know positive numbers on that end. But he's in the fourth percentile and outs above average according to Baseball Savant. And I'm not sure what what that's due to. Uh, I, I know the Fielding Bible does account for initial starting position uh, when looking at uh, defensive runs saved. Uh, outs above average is tracking data so it also does that same thing i'm not sure why the results are so uh so far apart 
I guess we can revisit that later into the season when there's a bigger sample size. But, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, I would take that that last statistic with a grain of salt. But, overall, his batted ball profile has, has universally not been good. Um, again, I, I, I've been saying it. Trevor Story is back. And I, I talked about it. Trevor Story's back. I talked about it, I think, uh, I think last week or the week before. Uh, and he's it. He is. He's back. Uh, he's posting 124 for his WRC plus, and his weighted on base average is right in line with his expected weighted on base average. And uh, you know the rest of the marks uh, are are right in line with what he usually does: walk percentage, uh, strikeout percentage, hard hit percentage. Everything is in line with what he usually does. So he's he's back. Outs above average in the 86th percentile, sprint speed 84th percentile. He's back, uh, and he is the best shortstop in Major League Baseball. Um, yeah, I mean, there's guys you can make an argument for, but, I mean, you get you look at Tatis, and he's negative defensively. Lindor's been terrible this year. Uh, Seager probably has the biggest argument against Story right now because he's been fantastic all season. So, uh, But I think, you know, we'll, we'll let the season play out before we make a declaration there. But in my mind, Story's been the best. Uh at least the past couple of years. This season, I, I would probably say Seager. But overall, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. But um, story looks great, and I think he's going to continue playing at this pace. So now I want to talk about our sponsor for this episode, and that's DraftKings Sportsbook. The hits literally keep on coming from one boxing event to the next. They grow in excitement and anticipation, and this weekend is no different. With two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring Saturday night, there is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. To celebrate this weekend's huge event, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users the opportunity to get 55 to 1 odds on either main event fighter to win this weekend's fight. That's right, $1, and if the fighter of your choice wins, you cash $55. Plus, with basketball and hockey playoffs right around the corner, DraftKings Sportsbook has even more ways for you to make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, meaning you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them the chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Alright, so now I want to talk about the uh, new hiring for the Rockies for the interim general manager. Uh, they appointed Bill Schmidt as the interim general manager who has been the vice president of scouting for a couple of decades uh actually well he's been the vice president of scouting since 2007 he's been with the rockies uh for over 20 years so uh yeah this this is interesting to me because they hired him as a vp of scouting maybe signaling like hey you know let's go for a youth movement a rebuild if you will uh, but espn wrote in an article last week that schmidt wouldn't say that the rockies are in a rebuilding stage uh, but he did say that the rockies and the organization, they have always developed players internally uh, instead of, you know, trying to go out and acquiring players elsewhere. And this is concerning to me uh, because I think there is a 
decent chance, uh, at least according to Nick Groke and a couple other sources, that Bill Schmidt is hired on full-time as the general manager. And while, you know, he's he's not bad at his job, he is good. He's actually a good scouting uh, director, vice president. He was good at his position. My problem is that when you take a guy internally from a, a poorly run organization in the first place, and you take a guy internally and promote him, uh, you just perpetuate the cycle of mediocrity that the Rockies have been in. Schmidt is fine as the vice president of scouting. I would be fine with keeping him in the scouting department. He's he's good. He's good there. Um, but from what he has said, from what Montfort has said, uh, I don't think that he represents any sort of philosophical shift for the Rockies. And therefore, the Rockies are going to stay perpetually bad to mediocre as long as they don't hire someone externally. Uh, but yeah, uh, to, to quote Bill Schmidt, he said, I have aspirations of having the job full-time, and hopefully I can do a good enough job that Dick and Greg will give me consideration moving forward. Uh, he's talking about Dick Montfort and new team president Greg Fiesel. Uh, yeah, so again, I think if he's hired long-term as the general manager, then the Rockies don't commit to a rebuild. They, uh, they don't change their philosophy. And they just keep doing this this cycle of draft and develop, draft and develop, draft and develop. And while it's not a bad strategy inherently, when it's the Colorado Rockies and they've employed this strategy for, I mean, basically, at least this last regime for sure, uh, with Jeff Breidich. And um, I mean, even beforehand, I mean, uh, Dan O'Dowd did the same thing as well to a degree. Um, and... Yeah, Jeff Breidich did try and go out and sign some free agent relievers. Didn't work, uh, but I think there was there was other reasons behind that. And when you know when they did sign a free agent like Ian Desmond, right? Uh, there was that whole story of when uh, Ian Desmond was discussed by the scouting department, or sorry, the analytics department for the Rockies, and the analytics department told Jeff Breidich, "Hey, no, we probably shouldn't sign this guy," and he went ahead and signed him anyways. So I think if you look at at guys that are more viable um, in free agent, like you know CJ Crone, like I talked about, then you're able to sign guys for a more affordable number, and uh, you know still get some value out of them. I, I don't think you know signing free agent, you know big free agent guys like. I think what Schmidt is getting at is the necessarily the solution, right? Because you know the Rockies aren't the Dodgers; they don't, they can't attract players like that. Um, it, it's tough to you know attract free agents to Colorado, at least pitchers for sure, right? And then, I mean, hitters, do they want to be discredited because they they played in Colorado? I mean, I don't know. It, it just depends. It's kind of a mixed uh, a mixed bag when it comes to that. But again, I mean, Schmidt. He's just echoing the same things that you hear from Dick Montfort, the same things that you've heard from Jeff Breidich. He's like, yeah, we're going to be a draft and develop team. We're not going to you know, make too many free agent moves. And, oh, we're not in a rebuild, by the way, even though we're the worst team in the league. So, yeah, it's, it's fairly confusing, and it's not a very encouraging sign if the Rockies do keep him long-term. I think if the Rockies want to be competitive at any point in the future they need to 
Uh, move on from Schmidt as general manager. Yes, keep him around. Sure, he's good. He's good in the scouting department. But bring in someone like Dana Brown, Pete Patilla, someone from outside the organization that can you know, bring a new perspective, bring a, a perspective that is specifically, specifically designed to look at the data, look at the numbers, and maximize the effects of Coors Field um, and, you know, being in Colorado to their advantage rather than using that to their disadvantage, which it has worked against them in the past few seasons. Um, I talked to Eno Saris. I've, I've said this before on this podcast. Uh, you said, I talked to Eno Saris a couple years ago, and he said maybe, you know, the Coors hangover might cost the Rockies like nine to ten games a season. So uh, maybe maybe that's not that drastic anymore because of Blackman's fix, um, quote-unquote fix, with the pitching machine, which has sort of neutralized the effects of the hangover, I think. Uh, but I, I think that this job for the Rockies' uh, general manager is enticing enough where you can hire an ambitious guy who is who leans into the data and leans into Moneyball, leans into New Wave Baseball, and can lead the Rockies to a more successful place than they have been uh, under the past regime and on more success than I think they would have if they would hire internally someone who's been with the organization. So, um, yeah, that's that's my two cents on the matter. But, yeah, thank you for tuning into this episode of the 20th and Blake podcast. As always, Cade Walker, uh, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have any questions for me, you want me to talk about anything on the podcast, shoot me a tweet, shoot me a DM. Um, everything's open over at Cade C. Walker on Twitter, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks.